There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. It's a blessing that the Lord has given us a new week here on the podcast. We certainly thank the Lord for the privilege we have to be on this podcast. We thank the Lord for each of you that listen. Thank you for each of you that tune in sometimes every day. Some of you binge listen. I want to thank some folks that told us this week that for the first time that they listen and how God's helped them. We certainly thank the Lord for that. I do pray it's a blessing this week. We are in family camp. As a matter of fact, in the nurse's office, the quietest studio I could find at family camp up in Smicksburg, Pennsylvania, a little Mahoning Bible conference. And and uh, certainly I'm thankful for the folks at the Altman Baptist Church for hosting the camp with R.G. Rose and I each preaching. We both preached already. And we're looking to see what God is going to do in the services. And we're thankful for those that have come in, those still coming in. We're asking God to work in a great and a mighty way. One of the great follies of our day is this profession-based salvation. Where as long as you made a, what they call a good profession of faith. Well, what is a good profession of faith? It's not what we've done. It's what God has done. It's not the words we said or the actions we took. It's the miracle of the new birth. And we said many, many times on this podcast, we'll say it again over and over again, the new birth, more than ever, I see that it is a miracle of God. I can plant, another man can water, uh, another man can plant, I can water, but it's God that giveth the increase. Therefore, neither he that planteth nor he that watereth is anything. It's God that giveth the increase. Servants of the Most High God, they don't look to see what they have done. They look to see what God is doing. And we're looking for a move of God. We're looking for that strength from above. Pray for Brother Rose. Pray for me. Pray that God would have his way. Pray for the Harveys. He moderates the meetings. And just pray that God would have his way this week. Would you keep us in prayer? Monday, next week, we'll start our King James Bible Conference. Three weeks each and every day, about 15 minutes of King James Bible preaching. Now, we always have King James Bible preaching, but this is specific preaching geared towards the King James Bible. And so I pray that you'll tune into that. I pray that's a help and a blessing. I'm going to be in Psalm 85 today. And again, it's one of those Psalms that has some tremendous truth in it. And you get to the very end of it and you see Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The joy of the Messianic Psalms. You get down there and you see Jesus Christ high and lifted up. And that's a joy to my heart. I hope that's a joy to your heart to see Jesus Christ. Psalm 85 is to the chief musician, a psalm for the sons of Korah. And so many times the sons of Korah are overlooked, but God showed them mercy. God gave them mercy. And uh, we're thankful for that testimony. We're thankful for what the Lord has done. We know that many in Korah died. We know the earth opened up, swallowed them up. They died and went to hell. And uh, yet there are those that God showed mercy to because these Psalms are to the sons of Korah. We understand that doctrinally, scripturally where they are. To the chief musician, the Psalm for the sons of Korah, Lord... Thou hast. And again, what we look at is we look at a history of the Lord. We look at past 
times when God has helped, when God has worked, thou hast. And uh, in the past tense, God has worked. If it was hath, we would say God has worked, God is still working. But hast is that past tense time in the times before, for Abraham, for Isaac, for Moses, for our forefathers, whoever it is, we've seen the working of God. We know that thou hast worked. And he said, Lord, thou hast been favorable unto thy land. So we know that historically, we know that historically in times past, God has been favorable to the land. Thou hast brought back the captivity of Jacob. So again, we know in the past, God brought them out of Egypt and he settled them in his land. And we know that because the scripture told us that. And so again, he reminds them, thou hast brought back the captivity of Jacob. So as they sing this psalm to the Lord, they're reminding the Lord what he has done for them. And it's always a good thing to remember. A dear brother taught in Sunday school uh, here at the start of the meeting. He taught Sunday school the five things, one of his points, the five things we see in 2 Timothy where he says to remember, to stir up your minds, to remember these things, to go back and look at these things. And what a blessing it is when we can remember the goodness of God. We can remember the good things of God. We can remember the marvelous workings of the Most High God. Thou hast covered all their sin, Selah. And it brings us to a point, again, God is not covering sin today. He is washing sins in Jesus Christ. Uh, one of the great messages of yesteryear, uh, that, was, that they preached the message on being covered by the blood, and it was A.W. Criswell, and he wrote about the covering, but he spoke specifically of those lambs and those bullocks and how they were offered up, how that lamb at Passover was offered up, and they were covered by the blood. As long as that blood was upon the lintel, upon the doorpost, they were covered by the blood. But what a lot of people miss when they're writing these songs today and their doctrine today and their preaching today is they were no longer covered by the blood. Thou hast, times past, covered all their sins, Selah. What did Jesus Christ do today? He's washed us in his own blood. He's washed away our sins. The songwriters of old, the Baptist songwriters of old, were right and accurate in that. He's not covered us. He's washed us. He's redeemed us. He's made us clean. He's made us pure. He's made us holy in Christ. And so again, in times past, thou hast covered all their sin, Selah. He don't stop and think about that. Why? Because in this present day, he's redeemed us. This present day, he has cleansed us. This present day, he has washed away our sin. Glory to God. What a blessing. Bless his holy name for that. In verse 3, thou hast taken away all thy wrath. Thou hast turned thyself from the fierceness of thine anger. So again, historically, we can look at the Lord, and they're telling the Lord as they sing, thou hast, in times past, taken away all thy wrath. Thou hast turned thyself from the fierceness of thine anger. Turn us, O God, of our salvation, and cause thine anger to, toward us to cease. And this is one of those things that men that preach this passage on revival, a term that we flippantly use today. But when men do preach on revival in this passage, they talk about that. If we'll turn, God will turn. I remember the old revivalist, Brother Fane Jordan, has been with the Lord now for over 10 years. But I remember him standing in the pulpit and just crying out to the church, if we'll turn, God will turn. If we'll turn, God will turn. 
God will revive us when we turn. And I believe that if we turn, God will turn. God has a history of turning to his people, a history from turning from his wrath. God has been proven to turn when his people were turned back to him again. And I believe God can turn us again. And I believe we can turn God to us again if we'll turn. He said in verse five, wilt thou be angry with us forever? Wilt thou draw out thine anger to all generations? So now he changes gears. He's been saying, thou hast, thou hast, thou hast. Then he's asking a question, wilt thou? Lord, wilt thou? Wilt thou be angry with us forever? In times past, you turned away your wrath, but will you be angry with us forever? In times past, you turned away the fierceness of thine anger. Wilt thou be angry with us forever? Wilt thou draw out thine anger to all generations? Lord, are you going to turn again? Are you going to turn back to us again? Are we going to continue on the path we're on? Or are you going to turn to us and hear our cry and hear our plea? Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? Lord, are you going to revive us again, that we can rejoice in thee, that thy people would rejoice in thee? What is revive? Revive is to take something that's dead or almost dead and bring it back to life. You can't revive those that have never had life. You can't revive those that have never breathed life. And so again, it's my people, and that is the promise of God, of my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. So then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. God wants to hear from us, and God wants to hear repentance from us. God wants to hear us turning from our ways. God wants to hear our voice in holiness and godliness and contentedness. And he goes on to show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. And by the way, God did answer that prayer because he tells us in the next couple of verses how he answered that prayer. But he says, grant us thy salvation. I will hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints. But let them not turn again to folly. Why? Because peace will bring about truth. Peace will bring that turning and if we'll turn to God, God will speak peace to his people. He will give peace. He will calm the troubling of your soul, and he'll minister peace to you if you'll turn to him. He said, but let them not turn again to folly. My God, would you help us to not turn again to our folly? In this generation in which we live, the generation to which I'm preaching, Lord, would you help us not turn again to our folly? But would you revive us even this week? In the camp here, Lord, would you revive us? Would you return us again to you? Would you restore in us the joy of your salvation? Would you make this become real to us, Lord God? And yet it's not real to so many people. Many that name the name of Christ have never experienced Christ. Many that would say they're saved have never understood because they've never experienced the inward work of God. They've never seen that inward strength that only God can give. Everything's external. Everything's in standards. Everything's in convictions. Everything's in works. Everything's in what they have done. And they've never experienced the inward working of God, but yet God wants to give that to every man that believes in his name. Mercy and truth are met together. Where's that? That's at Calvary. It's a reference to Jesus Christ. Mercy and truth are met together. Jesus Christ is mercy. Jesus Christ is truth. And they met together there on that place called Calvary. They met together. And then he said, righteousness and peace have kissed each other. 
the righteousness of God, the Son of God, the peace of God that passeth all understandings. There on Calvary they met. There on Calvary they kissed. There on Calvary they were extended to whosoever will. And if men would believe Jesus Christ and believe the gospel of Christ, turn from their wicked ways, God would restore them. God would make them new. God would change them. It's a Calvary reference. In verse 11, it says, Truth shall spring out of the earth. What has sprung out of the earth? It's Job chapter 38. It's that tender herb. It's that spring grass. It's that new growth. It's come out of the earth. Why? It's Jesus Christ. Truth shall spring out of the earth. Jesus Christ, when did he spring out of the earth? When he came out of the grave. Truth was resurrected. Truth walks again. Truth lives in this world. Truth, my friend, will satisfy you in the inward parts. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Again, who are we talking about? The righteousness of God, which is Jesus Christ. He's on the right hand of God, beholding the good and the evil, looking down from heaven, beholding the works of men. That's the righteousness of God in the person of Jesus Christ. So through this whole psalm, as he pleads with God's people, and he pleads with God concerning God's people. And he pleads with the Lord to turn us again. That he tells us this will take place. This will happen. There will be a day when righteousness will abound. There will be a day when righteousness is set forth. It's in the person of Jesus Christ. Yea, the Lord, verse 12, shall give that which is good. And our land shall yield her increase. Righteousness shall go before him. And shall set us in the way of his steps. Why? The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. God judges man according to their hearts. He judges and then gives them according to their way and the fruit of their doing. If your way is not God's way, God's going to give you your way. He's going to let you have your way. It'll be judgment upon you. But if righteousness will go before you, you can walk literally in the way of his steps. That doesn't mean we have to take trips to Jerusalem and trips to the Sea of Galilee to walk in the steps of Jesus Christ. No, it just means that God is going to guide us according to the steps of the righteousness of God, which is Jesus Christ. He will make your path aright. He will set your path anew. God will put your steps in his steps, and you can be like Enoch and walk with God, and you can have that relationship with him. But here's the caveat. Can two walk together except they be agreed? You cannot walk with God and displease God. You can't walk with God and disagree with God. And there's so many people carrying a King James Bible in their hands saying they walk with God, yet God's not pleased because their ways are not pleasing to the Lord because their way is not in the way that Jesus Christ set for us and the way that Jesus Christ established us at Calvary. And my friend, if you want the blessings of God upon your life, you want the touch of God upon your life, you are going to have to turn to him in righteousness. And you're going to have to walk in that righteousness, knowing it's not your righteousness, it's the righteousness of God, which is Jesus Christ. Again, to the chief musician, a psalm for the sons of Korah. Can I say it on this wise? You don't have to turn out like your daddy. You don't have to live like your daddy. God in his mercy at Calvary, he met truth and he met peace together. And he met truth and he met mercy together. And then righteousness and peace have kissed each other. 
And there at the cross of Calvary, God made a way for whosoever will to be saved. And this psalm is written to the sons of Korah, a messianic psalm, that they too might see Jesus Christ. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.